<laughs> I heard a rumor that cats like to eat brains. What? Um, I believe that because when if you die, guess what they do? <laughs> if you live with a bunch of cats, they're gonna eat yeah, your body. And we you. have a friend that has cats, and I wonder what he has his cats for if they eat brains. <laughs> what? Okay, never mind. What? I, isn't there? I, I know there's like a. Movie we were talking. You guys were talking about slime beasts having cats. I thought that's where you guys were gonna go with this. But <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I guess we're not gonna go there now. No, we're not. No, we're still gonna. Well, we're still gonna go there. We're still so gonna when, go there. About so when slime beast keels over and dies, his cats are gonna immediately eat his brains, or eat, or that's that's what slime beast is doing is just uh, picking out little pieces of his brains to feed his cats with. Right, Aww, or scaring the local cute. children, going, uh, <laughs> who's that guy in that apartment? I, he's the guy with the cats that eat brains. That's the crazy <laughs> cat man. Legend <laughs> has it at night, his cats eat his brains, and he yells about permission to narrate his stories on YouTube <laughs> as it reverberates throughout the neighborhood. <laughs> so... I, I think there has been a point where he did say, like, uh, there was a bunch of uh, teenagers that were on his lawn, and he yelled at them. I'm like, you're beyond. <laughs> You've actually become the old man that yells at kids to get off his lawn. I can I can see that and, so vividly in my oh mind my right now. It's not a stretch of the imagination. <laughs> not at all. Not even close. That's just that's just. I thought that's what he just. I thought it was what his job was like when he's not doing YouTube. His job is is yelling at children. <laughs> well, he has to get inspired somehow, right, for his horror stories. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and nothing is more terrifying than children. I was or about terrifying. to say that. You took the words right out of my mouth. Boom. And that's not a bad thing, necessarily. Boom. So, welcome, everyone, to Undercooked Analysis, the show where cats are in charge, apparently, even though I'm more of a dog person. I am your host, David King. I do the thing because you guys want me to do the thing. Uh... Tonight with me, is, as always, is my girlfriend, Kayla Berry. Hello. Also, I'm drinking tonight, and it's fantastic. As am I. And tonight, our special guests are fellow Benview podcasters from uh, Raygun Readers. Hello. Hi. We have... Benview, uh, represent. <laughs> represent. <laughs> should, guys, guys, do you, ever, do you think we should, we should do our own version of the, the Benview Network uh, jingle? Uh, over Skype, well, we can try. You mean the? You mean the? This, uh, this podcast is part of the Benview Network. Another podcast like it at BenviewNetwork.com. Now you don't have to put it in at the end. There we go. So yeah, to be more specific, we have with with us Abysme. And Paprika. Hello. Yeah, that's that's what they call me. <laughs> Hi. Okay. Uh, and like us, they read uh, stories as well, but they read sci-fi stories. Yes, we which do. Is, which is awesome because uh, <laughs> two of my favorite genres, one being the horror genre or the spooky supernatural genre, the second being the sci-fi genre. Uh, I have a genre. Um, what? Am I saying it wrong? I I I just hear I hear I, I hear genre like with a harder J G J like sound. I, think of, I just think of my my I just think of my father. 
John. Dad? Genre. Congratulations, Kayla. You remind him of his father. John. So. Dad. That's good. John. Dad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Daddy. Dad. <laughs> Dad. Is that you? Oh, he, oh, come on. He's always reminded of his dad every time he has to play the uh, Midnight Marinara beginning theme. Because uh, actually, that's his dad playing the violin in the beginning. That's true. Yeah, that, I thought that it was is. a fiddle. Or fiddle. What? I, violin, fiddle. What the fuck does it matter? Matters to me. No, I'm just kidding. Matters to musicians. <laughs> oh so, goddamn! I I date I, I've dated musicians for <laughs> I, technically. I mean, David's. You're not really a musician, but you no, have a no. musical gift. <laughs> I don't know how to word it because you're definitely a sound guy, and you do definitely have a musical gift. Like I've seen you play the piano; it's kind of frightening. Well, I mean. Um, <laughs> Can we but stop? I, I can't. Can we stop talking about me now? It's embarrassing. This oh. couple's podcast is amazing, by the way. The what? This couple's podcast. Oh. It, and dating a musician is awful. I'd never do it. <laughs> uh, now all the stuff they have in your apartment, all the guitars and shit. I, I'm, I'm kind of. I'm I kind have of two. Three. I'm sorry. I am mm-hmm. kind of curious to ask about. <laughs> Ooh, your 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 code names your 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 pen names respectively <laughs> and because you know I, 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 Abysme where did, is where did Paprika and Abysme because Paprika the first thing uh, I'm thinking of is the uh, Satoshi Kon anime right um I made a pumpkin in college and we called it Pappy Paprika <laughs> and that's that's really it there's no nothing else special to it i thought you just made that up one day because i was no. like hey we're gonna do the podcast no. you need a screen name you're like yeah okay paprika yeah well i was using it as a screen name through like other things like just Wall true yeah. and um skype and stuff like that so yeah that um in the dorms people were making fun of my pumpkin for looking like an old man so <laughs> we called it pappy paprika <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was a reference to the amazing Japanese movie Paprika. Uh, no, it wasn't. Huh. But it, it's a little lamer than that. Uh, I, I, <laughs> no, I, I, liked, I still like the story, though. Me too. <laughs> the story is important. <laughs> Gives uh, it a nice little background. Uh, my screen name, I uh, in college, I listened to a band, and they had a song with the word Abysme in it, but without the second I, and it's Sanskrit. And I thought that was really cool. So when I discovered League of Legends, I needed a screen name. So I just used that. And I don't know, it just fit. So I've been using it ever since then, since like 2009, I think. Oh, neat. Yeah, David, that's it. how'd you come up with Midnight Marinara? That is a good question. I was wondering about that. It's the, it, it is literally the spooky sauce for creepypasta. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, Clever. That's that's the reason the the tagline for the show is spooky sauce for your favorite creepypasta. We're that we're the extra flavor that gets added on to uh, creepypasta to make it better. I feel like, I feel like that that sums up the mission statement of at least the the main course portion. Although undercooked analysis also lives up to its name in that the podcast is pretty much just as amateur as <laughs> some of the stories we possibly read. <laughs> so and that's and that's the way the formula is going to stay. Damn it. No, do not change anything. I command you. I uh, yes, master. Abysme <laughs> loves listening. By the way, I it's do. Just, I'm it, a big and fan. I hear a lot of it, and I get I, I crack up. 
Aw, you guys. I'm glad. It's it's a little bit of a trip to be on this show after being a fan of it for like maybe six months. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) well, a little uh, bit of shock right now. Oh, that I mean. I, I'm 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 flattered, but at the same time, I really I really genuinely dig what you and what you two are doing with Raygun Readers. So I you could Thank say you. I am a fan as well. Um, I I've I've thoroughly enjoy if if not so much the, the story sometimes because the stories can be kind of hit or miss. I love the banter. So I mean that's I mean it's yeah. nice okay. it's nice yeah. to know the their their <laughs> correlation. You're welcome, David. <laughs> and oh, thank you, Kayla, for. Um, suggesting us to Ben View in the first place. Yeah. You're, no, I, 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 cause I listened to him like, this is, ex- this is great. And this is exactly, that sounds like something that should be on the Ben View network. So that's why I was like, I, that's why I went for, I wanted to ask Abysme first. I'm like, would you be okay if I asked? <laughs> <laughs> or you, you should have seen him. Uh, he doesn't really dance around the room, but he was mentally which was <laughs> an experience. <laughs> You could see it happening, yeah. like you know him that well. I could well. see it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where David is excited. Where if if I dance around the room, David's like, eh, it's just another day. I think, I think, <laughs> well, it is just another day because that'll be the song playing in the background when you're dancing around the room. <laughs> it's just another day. <laughs> so, um, no, well, with introductions aside and with the overlong intro covered, uh, let's let's talk a bit about what we might be reading tonight. Because uh, because of your because I love to typecast my guests, uh, we're gonna read a couple sci-fi stories. <laughs> Bring it on! Um, sci- sci-fi creepypasta, if you may. Now, sci-fi creepypasta, or at least uh, noteworthy ones, are apparently few and far between. Because creepypasta, and I I, I do want to kind of touch on this a bit. Why do you guys think that there's not as many sci-fi creepypasta? Well, why aren't there? Like, name a good sci-fi horror movie that you like. Name five. Um, <laughs> Alien? Yeah. Name five. A- 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 Alien? Okay. Predator? Alien. <laughs> Which is in the Alien universe. Only be- Well, only because they, they cross them over later. I'm, talking, I'm thinking the original Predator. Okay, cool. Right. Sure, I'll give you that. There's two. Okay. Horizon? Uh, Oh, her, oh, you mean Event Horizon? Event Horizon, yeah. That's, okay, that is one, but is it good? <laughs> no, it's shit. No, there was it's a, not. There was a movie that came out re- more recently called Prometheus that I'd say was pretty good. Which That's is in the Alien universe. universe. What was that? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> see? I mean, you can probably see my point. Um, the horror and sci-fi, they can cross over and be good. It's just really rare. To, so, to, to cite an example of a really good uh, horror sci-fi story, uh, Harlan Ellison's I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. Uh, oh, I love that. I that have is, not read I've that. I have not heard that story. Really? Oh, my God. It's yeah. fantastic. Um, I'll just wait, say, wait, wait, wait. I, 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 I say... actually just looked up, um, before before you continue, David, I just looked it up, looked up uh, uh, horror uh, sci-fi, and I just realized... Oh yeah, there's a shit ton that we're not thinking of. But uh, are they good? Are they good enough that they stick out? Y- yeah, actually, I mean, The Fly was a good movie. Um, yeah. Okay. So mm, was it's more surreal than sci-fi, I think. No, I can't. But it That's involves. A... Yeah, it, totally. Yeah, I was gonna say it involves, uh, you know, the application of science and uh, the science gone yeah. awry. So and and yeah. and. Yeah. 
it's it's science meets body horror. You know, I haven't given it too much thought um, about your question, but it seems like a lot of the stories that we come across that are science sci-fi based instead of horror based, uh, people have thought a lot about what they're going to put into the story. Yeah. And so it ends up there's a little more effort put in. I'm not saying there's they seem still to be few and far between, but um, that they are, I guess, another um, it's, it's like a separate uh, level of people that are doing it. Yeah, it's. I think because the sci-fi, at least the short sci-fi Reddit we go to, is uh, it's a lot smaller, and the people there are, are. When you write those stories, you have to make it sci-fi. You have to think about the concepts. You have to, you know. I guess the expectations are higher, or maybe the uh, quality requirements are higher. With the Wikia, the creepypasta Wikia, like you can almost put anything up there as long as it's not a rip-off of yeah. something else. Okay. And it, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it's just it's volume, and it's very hard to um, it's hard to sift through. I guess. Um, that being said, I mean, there's, it, you know, yeah, there are good sci-fi horror things out there. But to go back to David's question, there's like, sci-fi is a you know just flavoring. It's not a goal in creepypasta. So it typically the stories typically come out as. There's an alien, and I'm being abducted, and here's how my body contorts when it happens. Or, uh, you know, the government abducted me and hooked me up to a computer, and oh my god, my family's dead. Like, it, there's, <laughs> it's not the goal, it's just, you know, a way to modify horror, which isn't inherently wrong. Right. I mean, but that's just, it, it's hard to execute well, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking up, like, uh, horror sci-fi, and... I'm surprised, like, when you think about it, there actually is a lot of... There's a lot that qualifies, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, one example, and usually it's a lot of the, like, classics. Like, technically, Frankenstein counts as a horror sci-fi. Technically, yeah. The Invisible Man, um, but then they go into other stuff like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, which I kind of disagree with that. (laughs) Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? No, no. Kind of, yeah. I mean, science plays well, a it's, part. It's like that is that is very sciencey. It's all about like academic personas and shit like that. So I, I definitely qualify that. Well, and that right there is a good indicator as to why it's a hard question to answer. How much you know? If you how much of sci-fi do you need in a story to make it sci-fi? Which is a discussion we constantly have. Like, is this sci-fi? Well, it's got this, but does it? Is it enough? Who knows? Let me let me pose let me pose a question here real quick too. While it's while it's I'm it's still in my mind because it's going to disappear. I know it's going to disappear oh, sure. if I let it sit too long. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of a lot of um, th- it could be argued that a lot of creepypasta relies on stuff that is very much in the realm of the unknown. Especially right. if it if it's good creepypasta, um, or you know, poorly executed creepypasta can also try to use the unknown but poorly. Um, and in sci-fi, a lot of um, I, I, you know, I don't maybe have the best breadth of experience with this, but a lot of good sci-fi I find at least tries to get you to understand how the universe itself actually works and how the technology works and gives you a, a rudimentary sense of that things function and people know how those things function. That um, that is um, that is something that people enjoy in sci-fi. I wouldn't say it's something that's universally true of sci-fi, yes. but yes, yes, yes. Well. I'm just saying. So, so I think maybe there's there's a difficulty trying to maybe get that across somehow without or without delving into territory like Abysme just cited with, oh, 
alien abduction or, oh, government experiments or, you know, things like that. Yeah, um, no, yeah. you're absolutely right. Well, it's like, for example, that, actually. Well, it's like, for example uh, I know we have both read in our respective shows um, the, oh, what is that story called? Uh, pup, uh, Happy Puppet Syndrome. Oh my god, oh god. that story. <laughs> oh god. God, it was bad. It's it's pretty it's pretty terrible. It's a pretty terrible story. Um Well, um uh just I don't uh just to add, um I guess like my goal in this isn't necessarily to read horror, but to read sci-fi. Right. And um it seems like if it's a horror sci-fi, it ends up using a lot because because of what you said because it's all about the unknown. It ends up using a lot of the same horror techniques, and so you end up with you end up with a horror story at the end, anyways. That's why I think it's sort of hard for us to pick out uh, horror stories versus uh, sci-fi horror stories. Yeah. So uh, um, I, I I also have another theory. Creepy pasta has a different goal than what science fiction normally has for a goal. Uh, creepypasta has the goal of seeming realistic as possible and saying, right. um, oh, look at this weird supernatural thing that happened to me. And at least trying to per- get- at least in a perfect world, yeah. we've established, yeah. at least that we've established, uh, creepypasta, people are split about what the genre is, the genre is supposed to mean. Cause for some people it is trying to achieve that. That's the Ashcan school of thought. And then there's the other school of thought was like, no, I just want to see Jeff the Killer and Tiki Toby make out. <laughs> and what kind of school of thought is that? Um, <laughs> annoying. Uh, that's Icon Pasta. Icon oh, okay. Pasta. Oh, oh my god, I like that. There's like schools of thought about creepy pasta now. Well, yeah, I think somebody's even... gonna have to write a book about this. I mean, I so see what? on the creepy pasta wikia. Uh, I see a lot of like the, the the best like you know the top month rated pastas are they're you know they're fine pieces of fiction but a lot of them are like gothic or just dark romantic and it just it's kind of like anything goes now creepypasta is just horror fiction on the internet that's basically yeah. that's, that's basically what it is and that and that can be interpreted uh any number of ways too it's just like it's like um and 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 uh a friend of mine said and i like i love to quote this is that creepypasta in a lot of ways is like modern day juvenilia <laughs> yeah. juvenilia what is um it like, uh, like juvenile yeah, yeah like for uh, young, young children or young adults but when it, i mean young adults, writing, under the yeah. age of uh 17 or something it, it, yeah it, it was very popular sort of like like I think the the like if I was gonna cite an era that was well known for juvenilia, it'd be like back in Jane Austen's day, for example. Not that Jane Austen wrote juvenilia; it was just that she um, there there were uh, it came up a lot in the class I was doing about Jane Austen, so that's why I cite that. But okay. <laughs> but um, it was basically essentially stories written by young people for young people. Absolutely. So yeah. more in. And that's, I guess, um, I think um, it's sometimes it's unfair to uh, to bash certain ones of these creepypastas because they were written by young people who are who are flexing their creative muscles. Right. And, that's and I tip my hat to them. Oh, yeah. I'm I sorry. Mean... You cannot call King of the Hill the lost episode flexing <laughs> any sort of creative muscle. <laughs> No. Now, now, but 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 I, I but I get what Paprika is saying because the, the the thing we we always are big about here on Undercooked Analysis, and I'm sure people who frequently listen are rolling their eyes at this point, going, "Get on with it!" But um, 
it's that we, we, we want to encourage creativity. So we're never going to bash the authors, even if we know who the authors are. The authors are trying to write something. They're trying to contribute something. So even if the story is utter garbage, and we will say the story is utter garbage, we don't think the author is utter garbage. Yeah, agreed. And, and we've said this multiple like times. That. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We've also said this multiple times. Uh, people can get better. People have had times where it's like, oh, they tried writing something and it just, it, it just didn't work for them that this time. It's kind of like any creative person. It's like, oh, they did this one great thing, and then next thing you know, it's like, why is this shit? I mean, we've seen it with directors, <laughs> we've seen it with writers. Um, so we've Very seen it true. with writers, artists. Why, why can't it be the same with creepypasta writers too? So this this one work might be shit, but who knows? Maybe they there's a good chance that if they keep writing, they could get better. Or it was just like they they just didn't do as well this time. It it just happens. Or maybe they're yeah. Or maybe they're not cut out for it, but they gave it a shot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, definitely. So, um, but yeah, no, it's it's it's. Uh, I think I think these are all pretty salient points. So, um, I think what I want to do tonight is we're going to go delve into a feature we haven't done on Undercooked Analysis for a while, the uh, ever beloved uh, short and shivery segment. Woo! We're gonna read two. But, uh... We're going to read two uh, short um, uh, creepypasta stories uh, that I have picked because, as far as I can tell, they have a sci-fi angle to them. And that's why, I, instead of short and shivery, I would like to call it science fiction double feature. <laughs> All right. And and let's let's be clear, this, this particular story has almost nine out of ten pumpkins. It does. So That's, that's the equivalent of David's story. Oh, <laughs> so so our expectations are high right now. It, uh, yes, both of I'll, I'll have you know that both of my stories have over the nine. <laughs> so mm. anyway, the over first, the nine. Okay. So we have a story, but the story we're reading to start with is called uh, Button Day. All right, let me make sure my it comes up on my internet. Put it up on the internet. But yeah, eight point seven out of ten, David Pumpkins. <laughs> David. <laughs> Any questions? Any questions? Those, those pumpkins look like uh look like Pappy did. Yeah. I Pappy. <laughs> did you do realize that don't, that don't whole, do that that whole sketch that whole sketch is a creepy pasta. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. And we, as the readers, are um, are Keen and Thompson. Anyway. <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, we're going to do this popcorn style and, uh, I'd say, uh, does anyone feel really strongly about giving this the, uh, giving this the, the inaugural, uh, paragraph read or? Yeah, I'll do it. All right. So why don't we, we'll do, I'll, I'll let, uh, you two go first and then Kayla and then me. Okay. How considerate of you. Uh, I need one second. Okay. okay, it's not happening. I need to burp, but it's not coming up, so excuse me. <laughs> let's, I, let's, let's, let's read a story together. All right. Laura was woken by her father, something that he had not done since she was a child. As her thoughts slowly swarmed back into focus, she swarmed. was suddenly... Sh- what? Oh, Don't okay. interrupt me. Sorry. Damn. <laughs> I couldn't get through one sentence. Thanks. Thanks for that. 
As her thoughts slowly swarmed back into focus, she was suddenly oh, yeah. sure that... Yeah. Oh. Twice. Oh, twice I'm misreading now. it. Yes. <laughs> I've had a little bit to drink. Anyway, as her thoughts... Thinking much, and another drink for me, too. <laughs> as her thoughts slowly swam back into focus, she was suddenly sure that she had slept naked and he had seen her. But to her relief, she was wearing her baby blue pajamas. God, what was he doing in here anyway? Come on, you, he said brightly, opening the curtains and letting the sunlight in. Outside, she could hear a lawnmower running, perhaps in the next street. And what could have been birdsong? It's button day, remember? Get dressed. Put on, put something nice on. We're leaving in an hour. Laura stirred, her voice groggy. Dad, what the hell? Couldn't you just knock? What if I'd slept nude? <laughs> wow, she's... That is that is a ballsy teenager. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here, Dad. I'm possibly naked. <laughs> he didn't look at her. He was too busy admiring the garden from the, the window. Oh, you've no- Oh, you're you've nothing I haven't seen before. I'm your bloody father. I've wiped your arse many a time before now. Apparently, we're in England. <laughs> I was just gonna say we're, that we're in England. So, um, uh, so far, this is just strange yeah just mm-hmm. a little um a little weird a lot of nakedity very very comfortable <laughs> father and daughter uh, uh or at least the father's comfortable apparently the daughter is just like <laughs> dad what the hell well occasionally apparently she apparently sleeps nude and i wasn't comfortable with that at that age but who knows ne- neither was i that's kind of yeah a weird thing for a teenager still living with her parents yeah Especially if your dad just barges into the room all the time, apparently. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe this is just a rare occasion. No, it's a, it is a rare occasion. It's button day. It's button day. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's button day. What is button day? I guess we'll find out. I guess it's a day where you, you remember to wear buttons. Maybe it's a day I'm where you close. have to button up your clothes or else you'll end up waking up naked. <laughs> Make sure to wear clothes on button day or your dad will find out. <laughs> like he's anything he's ever seen before. <laughs> I've watched an arch many a time before now. I think it's you, David. What, me? No, I just No, read... he, he, he just wrote the... Uh, so it's actually, okay. it's you. Oh, right. Okay. I am on, just on up. fire tonight. Keep up, man. He doesn't know where we are. I don't know where we are. Uh, not the point, not, Dad. Not the point, There we Dad. go, okay. Not the point, Dad. Squinting, Laura sat up, rubbing her eyes, and remembered what he just said. Dad, did you just say button day? Well, yeah. What, did you forget? He laughed as he crossed the room to the door. You were only talking about it last night. Wait, what? She frowned, not understanding. Something was wrong here. A fine way to start the day, really. She hadn't even get, gotten out of bed yet. And she was already getting weird shit. What are you talking about? Gotten. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he shook his head, still smiling as he left the room. Get dressed. Breakfast is ready. Okay. So, she doesn't know, but... Look, has no idea what button day is. Yeah, and we probably won't until the end anyway. Mm-hmm. He left her sitting up in bed, holding the covers to her breasts. Okay, Wait, I thought it just said she was in her pajamas. Yeah, I guess, like, she's holding them breast high, but 
we have to really highlight that word for some reason. Breasts. 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 A look of confusion on her face. <laughs> Eventually, she got out of bed and began to pull some clothes on that were that were to hand. Familiar sounds floated up to her from downstairs. Pots and pans rattling, the TV on low, the muffled tones of her family talking to each other. A short, harsh laugh. Her brother, no doubt laughing at the TV. She did her zipper on her jeans and stood for a second before finally saying out loud, Button day? Don't we all feel that? (laughs) I I, I definitely feel that right now. You can't celebrate button day if you have zip-up jeans. You gotta wear button pants. (laughs) What a poser. (laughs) You have to to dress like... She's not dressed for the occasion. She's gonna get pinched. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, man. Downstairs, her mother was washing the dishes, humming to herself. Sunlight filled the room, making it warm and fresh. Her father and brother were sitting at the table, eating toast. There was a plate set for her, and she sat down, pulling it towards her. Oh, should I read this next part? Yeah, it's part of the same paragraph, so. Okay. Uh, Her brother was wearing a crisp white shirt, and he never wore shirts. (laughs) What? (laughs) He walked around naked, too. With his mullet flowing and his, uh, his ripped jeans. Oh my god. Dear god, what is this thing about there's like hey, guess yeah, what? There's a me... lot of description about how nude this family is. <laughs> maybe this is, maybe it's unusual. Oh, maybe I I forgot. Our nudist colony is celebrating Button Day today. It's the one day where we wear clothes. Maybe. <laughs> that But why actually, would she feel weird about see, being seen naked? That's a lovely twist right there. Right? But yeah. Um, that yeah. would be that would be fun for like a lighthearted story, but but it, it doesn't make sense, because she was putting on clothes going, what the hell is today? Yeah, so. I don't know what they're going for with this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really lost right now. She doubted that he even owned one. Okay. Uh, this was one of her father's. She recognized it. And now, Dad, and now, and now other people are wearing other people's clothes. What's with the shirt? She asked, picking her toast up, and her eyes never left the TV. And his eyes never His eyes. Not hers. His eyes. Never left the TV, which was a ti- which was typical of him. A year younger than her at fourteen, he was arrogant and know-it-all to boot. It's Button Day, isn't it? He mumbled through a mouthful of toast, and her mother turned around and tutted loudly at him. Tut tut. Mark, don't talk with your mouthful. She saw Laura inside. Laura, you could dress a little better than that. At least make an effort. What for? Laura said. Then looked at the ceiling, irritated. Oh, wait, let me guess. Button day. Am I missing something here? Her mother er, her mother shook her head, turning back to dishes. Don't be so childish, Laura. It doesn't suit you. Please make sure you change into something else before we leave. I wanted to see Michael today. I'm not going with you, sorry. Wow. Jeez. Here's a family event. Screw you, Mom. I'm going to hang out with a boyfriend. <laughs> well, especially when apparently you have amnesia about Button Day. Well, yeah. yeah, and what story with a girl in it cannot have her liking a boy? Yeah. A boy That's named Michael. That's not a thing. Shoehorned uh, Specifically. romance here. I want to see Michael. He's 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 so cool. I mean, he'll probably... Maybe prob- he'll ask her to the dance. <laughs> Maybe he'll sneak into my room while I'm trying to do my algebra homework, and then... After shattering her window with rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I Put may or boom- may not be clothed when he does it, but, you know, who knows? <laughs> Put a boombox over his head. Um... So that's why she's sleeping nude. Okay, <laughs> I got it. 
puts a, puts a ladder up to her window, climbs it, knocks on it. <laughs> all I can all I can think of is Stranger Things right now, though. So. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, well, if he knocks on the window, he's more respectful than her dad is. So that's true. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. A hush fell over the kitchen as everyone stopped what they were doing and stared at her in surprise. Warily, Laura said, "What? Are you crazy?" Her brother asked. "You can't go out today. You're coming with us." Laura, oh, yeah, that's me. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I was taking a drink. Um, <laughs> that's good. No, keep drinking. <laughs> Thank you. Flora, you made plans today of all days? Her father asked, and she pushed, pushed, and she pushed back on her chair as a dull anger rose in her. Yes, I made plans. What the hell is going on this morning? No one answered her. They were staring at her as if she took a crap in her on her plate. <laughs> This is very blunt and kind of crude language, and I don't think it serves a point. This is but so, this is a really weird story so far. Yeah. So far, yeah. Sounds like it was written by a horny preteen. <laughs> it was written by a horny preteen. How much you Excuse me, I didn't say that. She got up, pushing her plate away. It was full of crap anyway. No. Uh, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> Laura, stop this. Right now, her mother snapped. You knew perfectly well what we were doing today. It's been planned for a long time. Now you can just call Michael and tell him you're not seeing him. That's just it, Lori yelled. What do I tell him? I don't know why I can't go. It's just you telling me I can't. It's button day, her brother said. <laughs> That's why you can't have Steve button over. Day. Why don't they just Michael. invite Michael along? Well, because no, presumably he has to go with his family. Again, I'm thinking of Stranger Things. <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> button Day, she cried. What the hell are you all talking about? I've never heard of Button Day. You're all acting like... She suddenly stopped, comprehension dawning on her face. Her family were playing a joke on her. Her family were? I guess that's technically correct. This was all a joke. With a no, warm it's, it would be her family was. Cause, that's uh, what, yeah, I thought so. Because a family is a unit, so... Yeah. With a warm rush, a huge weight lifted from her shoulders. Now she understood. Very funny, guys, she said, her voice calm and collected. You really had me going there. She turned and left the room, heading for the front door. As she went, her mother called after her. Laura, please, please be back in an hour. We can't leave without you, okay? Yeah, yeah, Laura called back. I wouldn't want to miss Button Day, would I? Is she not remotely curious to ask them about details for Button why Day? Yeah, why doesn't she just go, what is Button Day? Can you please explain to me what Button I Day forgot. is? I <laughs> forgot. I can Clearly, I forgot. I have very, very specific, I have a very, very specific mental episode. Uh, I need to know what Button Day is again. Did I wake up in an alternate reality? Do we have any idea where this story is going to go at all? We're already I mean, this it, far in. It's There's not a whole lot to go on yet. It's being purposely vague to the point of annoying its readers, and that's never good. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not being clever by doing this. You're just prolonging the inevitable, and nobody likes that, mm -hmm. ah. except for apparently 8.5 out of 100 people. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, and people it, are it stupid. 
well, here's the thing. It does sound like it's written from the point of view of a teenager. Like, it there does. is it, there's no doubt a teenager wrote this. And I think that probably appeals to this demographic very well. So it's like, oh, they're speaking my language. <laughs> well, also, probably a boy who thinks he knows how a girl acts. I'm nervous about <laughs> being naked in a bed, too, around my father. <laughs> I better I better hold my covers up to my breasts even though I'm wearing pajamas. <laughs> There's a lot of focus on the human body here. It's a bit too weird. Oh, and I Unless crap it's on a really plane. clever foreshadowing. So I, I imagine the author thinks of himself as the brother, not wearing a shirt all the time. <laughs> this is the weirdest episode of Full House I've ever I'm gonna seen. I'm going to wear a shirt. I'm a rebel. 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 You're a rebel. rebel. God damn it. I'm a uh, rebel. The short, rebel, rebel. the short walk to Michael's house gave Laura enough time to feel guilty about how angry she had gotten with her family. As she'd gotten older, her temper had shortened. She planned on apologizing later. She had an hour, right? Wasn't that what her mother had said? She's aware that she's being frustrated with her family. Also, another thing, teenagers aren't really aware of. Well, we also don't know how old she is, so she's maybe 15. she is. No, no, they, no, they said she's 15. They said uh, oh. her brother's 14 and she's a, he, she's a right. year old. Yeah, no, 15-year-olds don't work like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder where we're going, Laura thought, watching a plane for a few miles above cut a white line across the sky. Or was that a joke, too? Was it that they are really going out, and it had been a planned thing, and she had simply forgotten all about it? Apparently. She could see Michael's house from here, with the white fence and broad front lawn. She began to jog, eager to see him. As she crossed his driveway, the front door opened and Michael came out with a look of shock on his face. He had seen her coming up the street. Hey, what's wrong? We're asking to her to me. He suddenly looked a little angry. You shouldn't be here, he said. And John Freeman heard it, so he went. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the ball rock came in, and uh, he couldn't get by the. He couldn't get through the front door. <laughs> you shouldn't be here. I'm old and confused. Fly, you fool, and put some clothes on. <laughs> Cut your hair. You look like a hippie. Nice. Oh, wait. No, oh, wait, that's... Yeah, no, that was you. Wait, did we fight and I missed the memo? <laughs> Just don't know the word memo. You told me this was your family's button day, he said, and there was movement behind him. Laura blinked her mouth open in surprise. A blonde girl came to the door, squinting her <gasps> like... That hussy! <laughs> Whore! Whore! Oh, Whore! <laughs> Uh, and slinged her arm around Michael. <gasps> she was wearing a nightshirt and nothing else, and her hair was tousled. Guys, this story went from being a complete piece of crap to, like, you know, the romance intrigue of the ages. I'm fully invested right now. <laughs> Who is she? Who is this? Is she kind to the servants? <laughs> Go home, the blonde said, and Laura backed away, blinking back sudden tears. Michael would not heat her eyes, so she turned and ran. <laughs> oh, my God. Her mother caught her just as she was about to run into her bedroom. Ow! She, she pulled Laura close, holding her as she sobbed. I know, I know. Let it all out. She stroked Laura's hair, rocking her a little. 
Men are bastards, aren't they? <laughs> <Whoa>. She's married. <laughs> I hate your father. I've always hated him. I'm sure Always Vlad walking in on me when I'm naked. Men are bastards. We're getting a divorce. <laughs> David, you, wait, you're wait, wait. a bastard. Is button, you know button, that, right? Guys, is Button Day a metaphor for uh, for getting a divorce? Maybe. <laughs> oh. Okay, now they all have to go to court together. Okay. That is what my parents told me when it happened. So this is all oh. making sudden sense. <laughs> Laura pulled back to look at her mother, sniffling. You know? You've just come back from this place in floods of tears. It... <laughs> did, did we in use floods that? of tears. It doesn't take a genius to work out what happened, apparently. He's got himself a blonde. A blonde! I'll bet that's why he wanted me to dye my hair. I hope Laura's like a smoking redhead. Oh, probably. Oh, yeah. Just the right amount of freckles. She cried for for a little longer, and her mother told her, There, there. Come on. Let's get you changed for our trip. So so we are going out? (laughs) Of course we are, silly. Here we are. This is a nice blouse. Your best, I think. Put this on. I want us looking best for our button day. What the fuck is button day? I don't know. Why is just she asking that... questions? This is like an episode of 90210. <laughs> How is this on the creepypasta wiki? I'm so confused. Story? Laura's stomach rolled lazily. She suddenly remembered Michael mentioning button day too. This wasn't a joke. This was real. It was all real. And she didn't have a clue what was happening. Mom, listen to me a minute. Something here is very wrong. I know. You really liked him. I know you did. It's terrible that he's upset you on this day of all days. That's just it, Mom. I don't know anything about Button Day. I've never heard of it, and since this morning, I feel as if I'm the only one who hasn't the faintest idea what's going on. Well, to be honest, I'm no expert. I know it was the government's idea to combat overcrowding, but other than that... Oh, so they're drinking the uh... God damn it. No, no, I mean it all. I've never heard of it. There was an uneasy silence in which her mother looked at her for a long time. Her mouth was set in a hard line. When she finally spoke, her voice was calm. I know you're upset, so I'll play along with your little prank, okay? Just get changed. Here's your blouse, and I'll see you in the car in five minutes, okay? We're waiting for you. Her mother walked away, leaving Laura alone and frightened, her best blouse in her trembling hands. The next thing she knew, she was in the car. Everything was flowing by in a fluid, carefree motion that made her feel more and more uneasy. What the hell was going on? Why did she not recall anything about this day that everyone was talking about? When will the author give us any details other than vague well, motions? How much longer is this going to go on for? They're gonna, they're gonna they go gave us to, one! How long have you been reading a, for? Uh, Okay, well, they're going to go to a mass grave, and they're going to die as a family. That's Sweet! I hope God, I hope so. God, I hope so. Is the twist going to be somehow that Laura is from an alternate dimension or something? Because, like, why I would she not and she's from Day? And she's actually from Twin Peaks? <laughs> oh, Button uh, Day killed Laura Palmer. That's uh, it. Oh, damn, David she Lynch. Could... The long con. <laughs> She could see everything. <laughs> let me get through. Let me get through the shit. She could see everything in absurd detail, slow down to super slow motion. Please no. The fluff on the back of her mom, mother's headrest, a bit of stubble that her father's razor had missed, 
a crack in the pavement as they passed. She suddenly felt more lucid than she had ever felt in her whole life, yet she was unable to speak, trapped inside her own body. It was as if she were a puppet walking on strings made from her fear's own web. What Again, fuck? S- stop slowing it down. You're just trying to make whatever the inevitable is, and it, like longer than it should be. Well, then, I mean, she's she clearly knows she's about to die. Even God, she, I hope so. Even if she doesn't realize that she's about to die, because it doesn't know? seem like she. Well, I mean, this sounds. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here, right? Because I'm not reading ahead or anything. Yeah. But, well, should we just try to like plow through this and then give our okay. conclusions because yeah. we have a lot to go yeah that's true it, i mean we have a lot of description of breasts to go yeah. <laughs> it's the breast usually show. i'd be happy ab- yeah I'd right be happy about that but this is bad <laughs> somewhere deep inside she was still clinging to an ocean battered rock of hope a charred crater oh my god a charred crater of sense that told her that this was all a massive joke a huge elaborate hoax as they pulled up outside the white box-like building, squat and stern, that hope faded. It said Brexit in big, giant letters. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Here we are, her father said cheerfully. <laughs> and she felt herself pull the door handle and step out Scottish, of the car. I thought not Cockney. When did we establish that? Don't interrupt me when I'm talking. I'm oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> David tended to Scrooge McDuck now, by the way, guys. Isn't that great? Here we are. Her father said cheerfully, <laughs> and she felt herself pull the door handle and step out of the car. She stood trembling in the sun like a baby deer, because they tremble in the sun? The building bearing the building bearing down on her as if it had teeth. What the hell is this imagery? Oh my god. The story is it's like a Linkin Park place. song. <laughs> <laughs> Crawling in my skin. Oh, oh it's my turn. Um Acting as if they were at the seaside, her family got out of the car, chatting animated, animatedly. They set off towards the main entrance, Laura trailing behind. The sign stood over them, government property, keep out. She saw the security cameras watching them and hurried after her family. Government her property, keep out. Her footsteps flat and dead. <laughs> Except okay. that, like, you know, probably hundreds of people are cert- are coming here on a daily basis. Well, Don't they sound like they're the only ones talking. God. I'm sorry. (laughs) The door to the building was made of glass. As they pushed through into the clean lobby, Laura saw a receptionist busily typing at her on a computer. The receptionist looked up with a professional smile at her father as he approached. Aliens and monsters are attacking my place. No, I'm sorry. I just. (laughs) (laughs) No, imagine like the way you said that. Uh, Imagine like a, a secretary or a receptionist ignoring you, but staring right at you typing. Very angrily on their keyboard. <laughs> that would be amazing. You know what would be even better is if they're doing that and they're just staring right at you. There's a long pause and then suddenly like a Microsoft Sam voice comes out and addresses you directly. <laughs> and the reason they're typing angrily is they're, they're, they can only communicate through you through text-to-speech. Oh, that would suck. But be hilarious. <laughs> Hi. Oh, sorry. Where were we? Was that, is it me? Hi, yeah, that's you. Yes. Hi, we're the Crandalls. Here for our button day, he said, and she smiled. Go on through, sir. Just keep walking that way. Her father thanked her, and on, the, and on they went, down the brightly lit corridor, lined with brass plaques which gleamed. 
there was there was something engraved on them all, blocks and blocks of texts. And she drew closer as she walked to see what it meant. To, to uh, and she drew closer as she walked to see what it was. She saw her own reflection looking back at her, and in the sh- harsh fluores- fluorescent lights, she looked haggard. Who is that girl I see <laughs> marching <laughs> off to be killed? She sees her own reflection. Symbolism. Symbolism. Okay. <laughs> names. Hundreds and hundreds of names. Thousands of names. One after another. Hogg, Wilson, Carpenter, Buxton, Bell, Palmer. Palmer! <laughs> it is Twin Peaks! <laughs> so, this, this is one name of a, of a mixed drink. Hog, Wilson, Carpenter, Buxton, Bell, <laughs> Palmer, <laughs> Brown. The list went on, seemingly endless. Her family walked on, still chatting as if they were on a holiday, and up ahead the corridor was coming to an end. The corridor opened up into a large white room. In this room, four small waist-high pillars stood, each with a red button on the top. Beyond them was a long polished desk with three government officials seated at it. Notice the capital G on government. The government insignia hung on a huge banner over it all. The room was silent and sterile. When did we get to 1984 again, you guys? Uh, Yeah, Um, I think it's trying to be 1984. It's in Britain. It's, you know, yeah. Is it in Britain? They said arse once. I don't know. And mum. And pajamas. And pajamas. Pajamas. Laura watched her family each step up to a pillar, watching the officials expectantly, leaving a pillar for her. Her very own button, trembling, she stepped up to the pillar, only to notice with a jolt that the floor around them was all on a slight incline, angled towards the train behind her that she hadn't noticed and when she when she had first arrived. One of the officials spoke, his voice echoing in the open space. Kendrell family, 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 family. <laughs> the government has deemed this to be your button day. We thank you for your sacrifice to your country and to your people. Your names shall join those in the long haul in your honor. So they all have to choose who dies with the push of a button. Calling it right now. Wait, one person? Uh, maybe. Oh, so who it's cares? Like a sick I, game. Okay. Ugh. Well, that would be interesting though if they if if they they're the people like that would be an interesting because I thought they were. I'm not reading ahead, but if they're just going to kill themselves, is kind of what I expected. But if they're they have to be chosen to, to kill some other people at random with the push of a button, that would actually be really interesting. Yeah, somehow I don't think that's it. I could no, be wrong. Maybe but... it's like Jeopardy, and the person who presses the button quickest gets to live. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I hope it's that way. That. Turns out one of the men behind the government desk is Alex Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> and as they're as they're waiting to push the button, what is your government's uh, favorite? festival day i'll take my dad's a dick and i want him to die for 400 alex (laughs) (laughs) we're proud her father said and her mother mother nodded sincere her brother looked as if he were about to weep with pride is one of these buttons programmed to kill that hussy that took michael (laughs) (laughs) god i hope so (laughs) the official continued then please in your time push the push your buttons may god be with you all it's hard to tell because there's like some 
trunk, uh, some like crunch with the paragraphs here. So I think this is. Yeah, just go ahead and take it. Okay. Yeah, go. We'll Her, just assume. All right. Her father turned to his wife, his son, and his daughter and smiled. I'll go first and show you how easy it is. He pushed the button on the pillar, and it depressed with a loud, satisfying click. That was easy. <laughs> they, they they just push their buttons. There's a long pause. Yeah. Good job, everybody. You can go home See now. See you later. <laughs> as Laura watched, her father's face turned red, as if he'd been jogging. She remembered how easily flustered he got with exercise, the fat asshole, and assumed he'd just walked <laughs> too fast down the corridor or something. That was when a crimson teardrop slid down his cheek and plopped fatly, flat, fatly, and plopped fatly onto the hard white floor. Laura watched, frozen, as blood began to pour from her father's eyes, nose, ears, and mouth. It ran down his shirt, over the belt that she had bought for him for his birthday, and down his trousers. It splattered onto the floor. All at once, his eyes burst like an overripe plum, plums, and it hung on his cheeks. Still connected by red strings, liquefied brain ran from his eye sockets. Oh, so, lovely. yeah, that that was easy. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, God. I'm like, I just think about to myself, let me show you how easy this is. He pushes the button, his, his head basically implodes from the inside, and then the others look at him and they're like, that doesn't look easy at all! Yeah. <laughs> but that's not what happens, apparently. As his body crumpled to the floor, her mother and brother looked at each other and smiled, pushing their buttons at the same time. They turned to Laura, holding their hands out, blood seeping from their eyes and noses, trickling or tricking, sorry, tricking from their from their mouths. They assumed Laura had. Yeah, I know. (laughs) They assumed Laura had pushed hers, too. Laura drew in a breath to scream, but the soft pop of her mother's and brother's eyeballs made it catch in her throat. They fell over backwards, landing on top of each other. Blood was being channeled to the drain, which drank quietly. You know what? That being said, that's pretty awesome that the government officials are willing to watch this. Because they're <laughs> willing to like witness the terrible destruction of all of this. I bet they're loving this. They have a huge popcorn like maker behind them. <laughs> <laughs> or the old, old red ones. All was silent. Good job. Well, Miss Candrel? None. She saw the officials watching her closely. Miss Crandall, overpopulation is destroying our towns and cities. Your country needs to your action today. Overpopulation is destroying everything. Dogs of the AMS. <laughs> overpopulation. It could happen in your city, in your town, to your kids. Oh, Uncle wait, it Sam is. Uncle Sam wants you to kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, yeah, Uncle Sam does, but this is Britain, damn it. <laughs> Cousin uh, Gulliver needs you to massacre it. Keep calm and watch your brother's eyeballs explode. Keep calm and kill yourself. <laughs> that is the mantra of the internet uh, now. There you go. She stared wide-eyed at the official. To her side, her brother's hand twitched, the last of the nerve impulses fading. Blood was already congealing in his empty eye sockets. The official was standing up slowly, and she saw that he was a tall man. Taller than most, no doubt. Humanity has called, he said his voice dropping to almost a whisper. Oh, oops. Uh, The world had faded away to the button under her fingertips. It was smooth and red. Pushable. Will you 
Answer! Do I have to answer in the form of a question? <sighs> I think you have to answer in the form of blood. And that's kind of it. I'll take my eyes exploding for 600. I'll take this story does not deserve an 8.7 for uh, Double Jeopardy. I well, Oh, you got the Daily Double! Yeah, what the hell? Um, God. This was, this, was, this was not good. See, here's the problem. Overpopulation is dealt with in totalitarian countries not through ritual execution. They enforce abortion laws. They, like, require birth control. There's a bunch of ways this happens. Mm -hmm. And so this excuse for a story of, hey, everyone has to go kill themselves, and, oh, I'm a teenager. Why is it happening to me? This is a pretty messy way to get rid of people. That whole thing with Michael was pointless. Yeah, that the reason why he's sleeping with some other bitch is because we'll just (laughs) gonna die anyway. um, Well, that's how 80s movies taught me that life works. (laughs) Right? So, no matter what the story, there's always uh, that bitch with Michael. <laughs> I'm just imagining her now, like, will you push the button? What if that asshole Michael was, like, in my place? Or his new girlfriend? So, I can be with Michael? That's how I would have ended the story. Oh, man. You know? That would have been fun. Actually, that would have tied it in. Yeah. See, again, I would have liked this a lot better had it been, you. you have, you have to be the arbiters of randomly killing someone. Which is not a new concept, but a good one. Yeah. You could totally put that in the story. You could. But no, here it's just an excuse to be like, my family doesn't understand me, and my boyfriend broke up with me, and here's how I get this, you know, teenage angst out on paper. And not a lot of substance to it. There's no author credited for this one, I notice, by the way. Thank God. Now, the... The thing that bothers me the most about this story, besides everything, is, uh, <laughs> is okay, it's, it, it's incredibly verbose, but it, it completely misses giving any information. And yeah. for, for that matter... Which is weird. Yeah. Is. Well, and for that matter, why does Laura not know about Button Day? I thought that was going to be a plot point. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. She, um... She yeah, should know. she has amnesia just to... You know, that being said, it could be argued that, um, you know, she repressed it, right? No. But it's not no. a plot point. You repress something that happens to you, not something you don't want to think about because it just exists. But you can repress something you don't want to think about. I'm, sh- You know, no one represses 4th of July. Okay, but nobody. Still... I, I get their... what... Go ahead. Uh, oh, I was going to say nobody has their boyfriend dating a blonde on the 4th of July, but go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just going to say, because you do have a point. That is a possibility. But the thing is, it's not explained in this story. It's yeah. just, yeah, she suddenly has amnesia for no apparent reason. It's not explained, like, what happened? Is this a dream? What's going on? Why would she not remember this? Oh, it's so, simply there just to make a longer story so the author can string us along for umpteenth paragraph so this it just feels like a creative piece because it doesn't tie together anywhere yeah so somebody just threw a bunch of thoughts on paper and um there's almost like there's three stories right there's a girl waking up with her family there's a girl finding out her boyfriend has a new girl and there's her family dying those are three separate stories yeah pretty much you're kind of right mm-hmm it just it it's 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 
it's all over the place and it's disjointed. There's no real connectivity between anything. And if there is, the threads are so fine that they're like non-existent. It's like, okay, blah, oh yeah, well, he, th- this happened because button day, but girl doesn't know about button day. Why does girl not know about du- button day? That's not a plot point. It's just convenience. Like, why yeah. is the story rated as well as it is? Why? It uses I, big I, words. Teenage angst. I know why, because it actually does do everything right to appeal to the audience that it wants to appeal to. Men are bastards, aren't they? It's got the word breasts in it. (laughs) (laughs) Also, how do you get views on YouTube? Throw tits in the uh, thumbnail. Boom. Done. (laughs) Also, it hates blondes. That's probably part of it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Those bitches are jealous. Thanks, it's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a brunette. I'll rate this story high. <laughs> and she's dating a blonde. Oh, uh, yeah, don't oh, remind me. You're a dirty what? blonde, though. Like, all blondes. I'm dating don't a blonde. Don't talk to me like that. Huh? I'm, I'm a dirty blonde. <laughs> oh, great. Ha, we outnumber you. <laughs> wow, well, I'm just going to go drink my mead, then. Well, well, we're just we're gonna we're gonna do like a square dance kind of situation, and me and Paprika, us dark-haired folk, we're gonna go off and do our own thing, and you blondes can go off in your own camp or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> to preserve the the Aryan, to preserve the blonde race. Oh, oh so I'm a Nazi blind. because I'm blonde. Yeah, that's nice. Thank you, thank you for that. You're welcome. Remember that time? Uh, and the me. only reason I'm dating you is to survive World War Three. Hey guys, guys, remember remember that time? Uh, remember that time Hitler was in Full Metal Alchemist? Anyway, I remember that time oh he was in Helsing. I Ultimate. did. I did not get that far in Full Metal Alchemist because I couldn't. I just couldn't. <laughs> it was in one of the movies, actually. So, but he but was no. in it. He was in it. Oh Hitler was. Oh man. All right, so that was that was Button Day, and now we'll move on to a different story. And actually. A little bit of uh, background for this one as I send uh, the link to everybody. Um, this was sent to me by the author, uh, Shadow Swimmer, who suggested, who has said, I would be very interested in seeing if you would be willing to do narrations of some of my stories. Now, I haven't read any of Shadow Swimmer's work, but I see that many people, including um, our, some of our friends over at Chilling Tales for Dark Nights, have uh, covered this particular story. So... Um, I'm looking at it, and or not this particular story, but have covered this uh, this gentleman's work. So uh, I haven't read any of them yet. Uh, I'm going into this one completely blind. Uh, we had considered another one that was called um, The Lonely Stars, but I know uh, Abysme had read that one before. Yeah, I can personally vouch for Shadow Swimmer's quality. I Back when I was a narrator, I, uh, I read, I think, maybe four of his stories. Uh, they're all quite good in their own regard he's a very solid talented writer so i haven't read this one though so i'm looking forward to it all right well let's see where this goes then this one is actually looks like it's going to be shorter than button day so already i'm happy which makes for more witty banter in between yay Yay! (laughs) i actually don't know how long we're clocking at this point but uh we'll, we'll see what happens um all right hold on i gotta bring it up okay that's fine stupid tablets being stupidly slow this is how we evaluate stories oftentimes if we read a story that's really good on um underhook analysis though it will eventually work its way to um midnight marinara if it is a 
fairly easy story to adapt into the realm of pure audio. That was the case with uh, String Theory. But I oh, think really? That's one, yeah, uh, String Theory we read on Undercooked first, and then I adapted it later after I realized that I enjoyed the story. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, the verdict is still out on oh. a couple other ones, but we'll see. Now, the only thing I'm concerned about is apparently this is tied in with a larger narrative saga that the author is trying to tell uh, that he refers to as the Wicker Saga. Um, I think the stories can, as far as I can tell, the stories can be standalone, but they all can kind of tie together to a bigger saga. All right. Well, hopefully we won't um, harp on the pieces that belong to the larger story. Uh, That's true. I mean, we can... We can judge. We can. As I, we, I try to make sure that we judge the story when we judge stories. We or we analyze stories. Uh, they're in their own sort of um, within their own context and not right. drawing as much from the wider um, field. Because again, if we if this was the first story we came across in this saga, so we're going to judge it on its own. And then if there's anything that nods to a bigger thing, we'll be like, oh, hey, a bigger thing. All right. Okay. Uh, okay. Now I'm ready. Flat on my back, I wake in total darkness. Where am I? What the hell happened to me? It's so hard to remember. Was I driving? My memories are muggy. It feels like I'm coming off the worst hangover ever. Confused images and sounds flash through my mi- er, through my head, like pieces of jigsaw puzzles tossed in a blender. Okay. There's the country bar I go to on Thursdays. Toby Keith playing on the radio. Blinding lights flashing like a strobe. My red Ford pickup driving down Route 22. A deep thrumming sound. Crushing in its intensity. Screams. A sexy little brunette leaning over a pool table. It seemed like she should should be familiar. Sarah. The name comes to me from somewhere out of the recesses of my mind. That's right. Her name is Sarah. We've been hooking up for a while, but really only started getting serious a couple months ago. Okay. Was she... Was she with me? I try to move, but can't. With dawning horror, I realize I can't even feel my limbs. Oh god, oh god, oh god. No, 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 no. I cannot. I, I cannot be paralyzed. Jesus. Did I get in a car crash? Did it break my fucking neck? No, 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 this can't be. God, this can't be happening. Without warning, the lights turn on. So intense, it's all I can do not to cry out. I can't identify the source. The light is coming from everywhere and nowhere. I try to close my eyes to shield them against the piercing brightness, but find I can't even manage that. What the fuck? Even quadriplegics can blink, can't they? Jesus, what is this shit? I'm the worst quadriplegic ever. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in a coma, maybe? Maybe. Or he's like you... a coma. I don't think you're aware when you're in a coma. You're a you can be aware when you're, if you're in a coma. At can least you? that's the myth, right? Oh, well. I, if it's a myth, some... it must be true. I heard it on the internet, therefore. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I read, read articles where... Uh, I've read articles where it said like people have been conscious or like they they've heard they said they saw things when they were in right. comas. Mm. And then there was Demolition Man where he said he heard everything. So oh, and it must be true. Fact. Um, you know, well, either he's in a coma or I'm gonna straight up call it. I think he's been abducted. 
Yeah, I think this is Aliens. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Blinding lights, fuzzy memory, sexy brunettes. It's usually Aliens. Well, well you have has a sexy brunette in with it, this... so uh, score Yay, one for us brunettes. diversity! Yeah, hey. Woo! Uh, and you have to distract him with a sexy brunette so you can do the probing. <laughs> There's like okay, a gray. If a gray is descending on you with surgical tools, and you're just like, oh fuck, oh fuck, and he just goes, look over there, and he points, and there's a brunette <laughs> dancing in a sexy way. You're like, woo! All right, no, I'm okay with this in my butt now. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this just enhances the whole experience now. Pay no attention to the probe. Look upon the sexy brunette in the corner. <laughs> you listening, aliens? We got a tip for you. <laughs> they got a tip for us. Get the point. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> All right, horrible. very serious story. Where were we? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we're... I don't know. Who's it's, it's, it's Kayla. Was she with me? Yeah, it's Kayla. My eyes start to water. Oh, my eyes start to water, and I feel a scream building in my throat as the light pierces my head like an ice pick. Ooh. Movement catches my eye, and a figure stands before me. It's Sarah. That bitch. Yeah. Oh, but. They're on good terms. She's not... No. They've been hooking up for a while. It's cool. They've been hooking up for a while, but now apparently she's got me hooked up to an operating table. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? How is... I'm lying down. I have to be. I can't even feel my freaking legs. How is she standing in front of me? Oh, okay, so she's, like, actually standing, like, before him, not, like, looking down at him? Yeah, so he's well, upright? somewhere in his mind, right? Or... Probably. Maybe he's, like, on an operating table, but it's tilted upright maybe he glitched out of the matrix and he can see possibly yeah uh, hello david sarah smiles at me i imagine you have a few questions i have quite a few questions do- why am i in this story <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you do this to me what the hell is going on i try to scream but my voice is as unresponsive as my eyelids Blink in Morse code. Oh, can't he can't that? blink. Okay. Ah. Move your eyes in Morse code, then? Just look left and right. Oh, you can't even do that? Wow, you really are pathetic. Okay, I'm leaving now. <laughs> ah. Ah, not so loud. I can hear you just fine. She smiles again. We don't have much time, so I'll try to give you a quick overview. We've been watching you for a very long time. David, Fuck. <laughs> you possess certain genetic traits that are incredibly interesting to us. Oh, thank you. Nothing Therefore, you'd notice. we need a sample of you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you'd notice unless you had someone map and analyze your genome. And even then, you'd need to know where to look. But the potential in your genetic code, in a planet of over 6 billion people, only a few thousand possess the specific sequences you do. Just a few small sparks in the yawning abyss of mediocrity. Your many times great-grandchildren would ultimately provide mankind with its next evolutionary leap, ushering in a new dawn of humanity, lights toward off the coming darkness. But the dark is swift, and we can't afford to wait for evolution to take its natural course. What are you talking about? Did you drug me? Why can't I move? Our technology is significantly more advanced than anything you are familiar with. You're currently being held in stasis because it wouldn't... It wouldn't do for you to damage yourself. 
Fuck you, I can damage myself if I want to. <laughs> this is America, damn it. <laughs> if I want to struggle against stasis, I'll damn well please do it. <laughs> a strange multi-armed machine appears beside her, each appendage capped with a wicked-looking instrument. I can't identify the function of any of them, and I'm pretty sure I don't want to. The necessary techniques to harvest your DNA are rather invasive and extremely uncomfortable. They're really not. Nothing about that is true. Even more unfortunate is that anesthesia interferes with the data manipulation. Ah, but we are almost out of time. Totally gonna probe him. Totally gonna probe him. She pats my forehead, which I chillingly realize I can feel perfectly. David, I truly regret the suffering you're about to endure. No, you don't. If it... <laughs> if it is any consolation to you, please know that you will be contributing to the greater good. The greater so, good. So if we can find million-year-old bodies and, you know, look at their the DNA of those samples, why the hell is this quote-unquote more advanced culture struggling and causing so much invasive damage? Stop poking holes on this very clearly soft poor, softcore porno scene we're about to witness. Ah, okay. Let's let I'm, it play out. What if what if they're only really highly advanced in certain ways, but their medical practices are light years behind us? Barbaric. <laughs> <laughs> or they just enjoy it. Who knows? Well, we've we've ended pollution in our civil in our home world. We've ended pollution. We have uh, created faster than light travel. Uh, we are oh, oh you have no idea about the arts we've created. They're intense. Um, oh, but you got a cut on your leg. Well, looks like we're gonna have to amputate. <laughs> Get the bones off, ready. <laughs> Just bite on this iron ball. Gonna be the Civil War all up in this bitch. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, chew this laudanum while you're at it. <laughs> no, healthy dose of laudanum. Yes. Remember to keep uh, cycling your other appendages so we can supply electricity to the city. <laughs> uh, well, here, thank you for contributing. Here's your chewing tobacco. <laughs> No, you psycho bitch! Don't you fucking touch me! You stay the fuck away from me, Sarah! Oh, I'm sorry, David. I only took this form because I hoped it might do something to calm you. <laughs> she moves out of my line of sight. We have Sarah in the next room. That bitch! <laughs> what do you have against Sarah? <laughs> I have something against all the women in these stories because it's funny. <laughs> Sexist asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's my fault. <laughs> you turned him into a sexist asshole. <laughs> I was a perfectly well-adjusted person before I met you. Uh, clicking and whirring, the instruments on the machine come to life and slowly, agonizingly extend towards me. The pain hits like a sledgehammer to the back of my skull. It feels as though every nerve in my body has been simultaneously lit on fire. Incredibly, rather than subsiding, the pain only intensifies until there is nothing else. Um, I. Become. Pain. <laughs> can't scream, can't wake up. Can't, can't think, can't wake up. Can't, I'm awake, 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 awake. No, the awake, the woman, the woman in white. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I got carried away. Yeah, yes, you did. <laughs> no, you got carried away, is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
Give him the sample of that later. He'll make a song out of it. If I could describe to the listeners right now how those last few sentences were written out, it's not exactly conducive to reading aloud. Yeah. Okay. Compared to the other pain, the still blinding light is almost forgotten. Finally, I identify its source. Two spheres burning like miniature suns at eye level. They float closer. So close that I can't see anything else. Close enough to burn. Close enough to... David, watch out! What? Oh. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sarah's scream startles me as I swerve, narrowly avoiding an oncoming semi. Somehow I must have drifted lanes. What? Huh? Huh? Huh. Did I fall asleep at the wheel? Nerves frazzled. I pull over to the side of the road. My hands are shaking. On the radio, Toby Keith and Willie Nelson are singing about the beer, about giving beer to their horses. (laughs) Oh, this is a horror story. (laughs) Drunk horses would be a terrifying horror story, actually. That actually sounds better than the last story we read. For sure. (laughs) Drunk drunk, uh, horses looking to hook up. Yeah. Jesus, that was close. You okay, babe? Sarah is staring straight ahead, eyes welling. Her mouth moves wordlessly for a moment until she turns to me. I'm pregnant. She blurts out. (laughs) Oh, God, I didn't mean to tell you like this, but I'm sorry, David. I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I wanted to wait until I had decided, but we almost just died, and... Words fail her, and tears start running down her face. Hair must, mascara running. She's never been more beautiful. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, I reach over and gently wrap her in a hug. It's okay. We're in this together. I'm here. I sit there, just holding her for a long time, headlights from passing traffic periodically washing over us. The thick clouds overhead finally let loose a gentle rain that patters softly against the cab, drowning out the world. A low roll of thunder sounds ominously in the distance. We are wrapped in a cocoon, Sarah and I. Just us, the rain, the gathering storm. And the child. My child. I'm going to be a father. And although I'm sure it's a thought all parents have, I just can't shake the feeling that this kid is going to be something special. Dude. Dude. Okay. Well, I didn't expect that ending. That's a good ending. Yeah. Yeah. A, an effective twist on alien abduction stories, which, I mean, you can't make interesting anymore just because, yeah, it, how do you... Yeah. When it got into the, when it started to go into the operating scene, I was kind of like, oh, no. Like, because I, I, we've seen this a dozen times. It's not original anymore. But, you know, I I kind of liked, I kind of liked this. I kind of liked this. It def- the, the ending definitely puts it, like, it kind of makes you think back and go, oh, Okay, that's what the author was trying to do, or in this case, Shadow Swimmer. Mm-hmm. I, I also like the fact because I was like, oh god, it turns out this woman and is actually an alien, blah blah. And then I like the fact it's like, oh, I thought this form would appease you, and I'm like, oh, thank god, they weren't going to follow this trope. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but they did have Sarah in the next room, so you got to wonder: did the pregnancy happen beforehand, or is this was this uh, engineered by? Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's like my main thought. <laughs> it's uh, you know the whole question is did it happen? Did it not ha- yeah. happen? Was he dreaming? Which is a lot more effective of I have to kill my parents. God, I hate my parents. <laughs> Do you hate my parents? <laughs> Does I hate my parents? Wait, I've got breasts. <laughs> what exactly? It's, 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 it's not really explained what they do to his body, is it? No, well, not really. Just I'll leave that up to your pain. and everyone else's perverted imagination. Well, whatever they did to his body caused him to say the word wake a bunch of times and the woman and the woman in white, which is kind of odd. Um, which, yeah. from what I understand, again, I think this hints to a bigger a bigger mythos connecting a bunch of Shadow Swimmer stories. Yeah. So, okay. and this is the first one of his I've actually read because I've been meaning to do this for a little bit since he sent them to me. So, uh, first of all, Shadow Swimmer, uh, if you're listening to this, thank you for uh, sharing that. I'm, um, this is a good way to kind of get intrigued. I'm probably going to read the rest of them now. Um, he wrote, oh, what did he write? Uh, the Fishing Trip, which is probably one of the better narrations I ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, not very horror related but just a really good kind of fantasy story i put a lot of work into that oh, narration cool. and it's re- it's just it's a really fun story i don't want to spoil anything that about was one it of the ones you edited way back yeah then. like i put in sound effects i put in all sorts of stuff that one was just a huge project but like if you're going to read any of them read that one first it's really fun and then read the rest of this or listen ones. to a business narration no don't do that <laughs> why not no don't do that don't do that <laughs> but no i was just wondering why did why do you have to get it it sounds like I'm gonna read this. Uh if I can find it again. Wait. Uh, um the pain hits like a sledgehammer to the back of my skull. I can't tell if that's imagery or they're like drilling into a skull in his dream. It could be either. Right? Yeesh. Yeah. I mean he is in some weird operating facility and we don't know exactly what's happening to them, which is a little bit clever writing actually. Is something drilling into the back of his skull or you know, something it's just something tripping his, his nerves. Nervous system. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we don't know. Is he, or is he just, just, for... just, or did any of that really happen, or was he just tripping balls? Yeah, I mean, maybe he took some angel dust before driving his girlfriend <laughs> that he just found out is pregnant down the highway. Maybe I'm there's... pregnant. Okay, let's go for a ride. <laughs> maybe. All maybe, right. Maybe I'm ready. Maybe. Um... Oh gosh. Uh... <laughs> Maybe Toby Keith and Willie Nelson have some uh, subliminal messaging, hypnot- post-hypnotic suggestion hidden in uh, their song, Whiskey for My Man, Beer for My Horses. <laughs> uh, angel dust from my girlfriend. If your girlfriend's pregnant, get in the car, run it off the bridge. Die in your That's sleep. What they say in reverse. <laughs> Die in your sleep. I remember that part of the song, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, um... I'm glad we uh, we con- we uh, read this one and kind of wrapped up the reading for tonight on a high note because uh, yeah, that, that last one the... that last one was <laughs> this pretty is bad. The, this is the opposite yeah, of how we was... do it. Sorry, go ahead. Go, I was just going to say this story was much better. It is yes. a lot better. Um, this is the opposite of the format we do in Ray Gun Readers, where we start high. And usually end on a creepy pasta, just to kind of like I don't know. Usually bring some comedic timing around, <laughs> but uh, doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. Stories yeah. about square boxes that are clearly robot eggs. <laughs> That's a box. It's a box. I still like the one you did about the oh gosh I can't remember the name but the one about the tentacle monster that shows up at the bar. 
Uh, lemon yeah, drops and evisceration. That's the one. Oh yeah, we his, we we call him Steve. We call yes. him. Yes. Locals call him Steve. <laughs> Locals call him Steve. That was, that was that was a fun one. Oh, that one was that was, and I like I read that line ahead of time, and it was still funny when I read it that I broke out laughing. That's yes. how well that one was written. Yeah. Was oh my gosh. Say- so I. I'm kind of new to all of this, but it's so much fun to hear that you guys are enjoying uh, our, our our discussions. Oh, definitely. So. And um, this is and obviously part of the reason I want you guys here is I want to shamelessly plug the show and get uh, other you know some of my, <laughs> my listeners. Listening. If you guys like undercooked analysis, I think you guys are also going to like uh, uh, Raygun readers. Uh, it may not always be creepypasta, but there is creepypasta that gets read on it, so that is correlation. But it's just a lot of fun, and uh, I would, I dare say, ten times more polished than this show because you. It's, <laughs> oh wow! Oh my god! No, because you guys got like you. It's the two. It's just the two of you in a room together. You you handle you know you you're handling it. I have to do all this stuff over Skype now and with people all over the place uh, with varying degrees right. of audio quality and usually stupid amounts of jokes that just run on forever and ever. Um, I would say um, dan dan. Oh, well, if you'll give it a John a John Tron reference, I'll take that. <laughs> Aww. To give it more of a John Tron <laughs> reference is me holding up a, a placard and going, pain. <laughs> David, I love you. <laughs> no, I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> and as every discussion ends up, we uh, end up in Game Grumps references. Of course we do. <laughs> well, thank you so much, David yes, and this Kayla. Was a lot of fun. Thanks very much. Uh, thank you for the plug. Thank you, Benview. Thank you, everybody. Uh, it's pretty awesome that we get to do this and yeah um, check out Reagan readers if you like um what undercooked analysis does they were a huge inspiration for our show and if you have any sci-fi you'd like to submit feel free to hit me up on twitter at abysme um thanks so much for having us on guys gladly um and if, heck if you guys ever want to come back on the show you'd be more than welcome please sure. please yeah, if you ever want us on definitely definitely all right well um I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this one up for the night. Uh, again, glad we ended on a high note. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed this episode of Short and Shivery, or as Kayla mentioned earlier, uh, uh, science fiction double feature. Picture show. <laughs> <laughs>